Welcome to the ladies, it's the mall. We're gonna shop until we drop, cause we're vampires. 92. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Welcome back. Won't shut up. That's what we are. That's who we are. That's who we are, and that's what we won't do. Welcome. We talk about movies that we love and movies that we hate and movies that you should never watch. Yeah. And today (laughs) we're talking about a cult classic, a fan favorite. Sure. A (laughs) infectious. 80s. Why do I keep saying it was made in the 80s? Because uh, it's it, it's the vibes. It's because it was like early, early, early 90s. I get it. I get it's the basically vibes. the 80s, and we're going to refer to it moving forward as it took place in the 80s. So deal with it. I don't want to hear it. Are we? It's called <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and it's a 1992 yes. black comedy horror film, which was directed by Fran Rubel Cousy. Uh. That's quite a name. And it was starring Christy Swanson, who you thought was Sarah Michelle Gellar, but it wasn't until much later. I didn't think it was Michelle Gellar. Well, just me. Because <laughs> I, I actually saw this movie in high school um, when I was a Valley Girl. <laughs> oh, you saw this movie in high school? Damn. Yeah, I did. I mean, I didn't see it in 1992 because I would have been three, but I did see it in high school we i watched it at a slumber party oh that's it's got cute. real which it's kind of a perfect slumber party movie honestly um uh what else did she direct brand koozie no idea none that doesn't matter yeah. uh buffy oh what hold on what? Never mind. What What are you learning? I can Buffy see on your the face that you're Slayer, Michelle Geller. I never, I have, this is my first time watching this movie ever. Okay. Well, I, that's because you're not a film aficionado like I am. Well, true. Um, I never watched the show. Um, Me neither. Why didn't I, we watch this movie? <laughs> well, because I knew that I needed to finally do it. What, watch this movie just in general? Just watch this movie. And, you know, I've been watching a lot of vampire things recently, and I was like, why haven't I watched that, the the one that everyone talks about? And, and what I found is that they don't talk about this movie. They talk about the, the no, series. Oh, which, did you think this whole time, like when we first talked about this movie, did you think that it was part of the TV show? I 100% did, yes. Oh, I could have told you. I was like, this movie sparked a show that people are obsessed with, I mean, it did, and but it's got ended up to do with making uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar famous, which is you know more power to her. We stand Sarah Michelle Gellar. Um, I guess. So, <laughs> so there. So, uh, this movie was written by Joss Whedon, who we don't stand. Let's we start off stand. by saying fuck Joss Whedon. So when I should have. Uh, what I should have done, because when we were talking about this, we were, so recently Joss Whedon has been in the news um, because some of his, uh, some more of his victims have come forward about the um, atmosphere, uh, the inappropriate atmosphere for him as a director with young women, um, especially and including on um, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer TV show set. Um, 
Which, what was his involvement there? Was he a director? So, I mean, I think he's been a writer pretty consistently. He wrote this film, and I'm pretty sure he wrote um, the TV show, at least, I, I know, at least for a good chunk of it. And I remember after, um, he, he wrote, like, the comic once the show was canceled. Um, I don't, what I want to remember, and this is what I'm saying he should have looked up, I should have looked up, because I remember when he wrote the first Avengers film, um, which he did, right? Jesus, I didn't do any research for this. <laughs> didn't he write the first Avengers film? He did, right? Okay, yeah. well, maybe he didn't, or he wrote the second one, I don't know. He was involved somehow. Matter. He was involved somehow. I remember back then being like, oh, this guy's a piece of shit, and I couldn't remember, I can't remember why I already thought, like, I saw Cabin in the Woods, and then something happened, and I was like, actually, that guy's a piece of shit. He wrote and directed Avengers and Avengers Age of Ultron, and also co-wrote the script for Justice League. And didn't he have something to do with Star Trek, or am I making that up? I think you're thinking of J.J. Abrams. Oh, yes. Or Will Wheaton. Who's a different person? Oh, yep, yep. yep or yep, you're yep, thinking yep. of Firefly. Nope. Which never is saw okay. it. never saw Buffy, never saw Angel, never saw Firefly, never saw Serenity. I saw and hated Doctor Horrible's sing along blog. I never saw that. Uh, no clue what Dollhouse is. I loved Cabin in the Woods, which he wrote but did not direct. And then he went on to do some Marvel shit. Oh my god. Oh, he said, okay, here's, he, he said something shitty about, fuck. This is maybe where we need to do some reading and you're going to edit this out of the. (laughs) Or we'll just move on to the script. I'll do a description of the film. You tell me about the film and I'm going to read about why I hated Josh Whedon by the time Avengers came out. Yes. So let me take you back to 1980 when Buffy the Vampire Slayer was made. (laughs) Incorrect. Um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer was made in 1992 and it stars some of our faves. We've got Christy Swanson. Just kidding. I don't know who that is. We've got Donald Sutherland. We stand. If anyone knows Donald Sutherland, he was in a very fucking scary and awesome movie. Um, way back in the day, which was called, uh, uh, why can't I ever think of the name of it? God damn it. Um, it was called Don't Look Now. It was made in 1973 and I highly suggest it. Go watch it. But anyway, we love Donald Sutherland and it's also got Luke, a young Luke Perry and it's got Paul Rubens, which was hilarious to discover. Um, and... Who else? It has, um, why can't I think of her name? Hilary Swank, who plays her friend. Buffy's friend. So, uh, this takes place in a high school. And there's four popular girls. Question mark. I think they're popular. Uh, I mean, yeah, they seem to be. uh, Buffy is a cheerleader. And she's got a boyfriend. And there's a strange man whose name is Donald Sutherland, and I don't remember what it is in the movie, but he keeps showing up. Oh, his name is Merrick. Um, And he keeps showing up when she's, like, practicing and, like, changing in the locker room, Um, which 
maybe circles back to the fact that Joss Whedon wrote this. A little creepy. Uh, Anyway, they're like typical teenagers obsessed with the mall and typical popular teenagers or stereotypical, I guess. Uh, They love going to the mall and shopping and being mean to each other and catty and the boys are dumb and like sports and... The beginning of the movie is a flashback, we think, in which Buffy is being courted or attacked by a vampire. She wakes up. She's got a mom who doesn't give a shit about her. And her friends bump into these two people who I don't think are in high school. Luke Perry and David Arquette. David Arquette, classic fashion, plays like a really obnoxious person. Um (laughs) can't stand he's, david arquette and, oh come on he's dewey and scream uh yeah well he's benny in this movie and he's all over the place and i fucking <laughs> hated him and anyway vampires exist paul rubens aka Wee herman is one and he ends up biting benny who ends up becoming a vampire and buffy and her popular friends they go out they drink blah 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 And David Arquette, a.k.a. Benny, returns to Oliver Pike after being transformed and is like, yo, dude, I'm a vampire now. Cool. And he's like, first of all, I live in apparently above a baseball stadium. And also, why are you floating? (laughs) He lives in front. He lives above the mechanic he works at. Like he works at a at a at a car shop, like an auto body shop. I'm being very butch right now, as you can tell. He works at car store where car fix go. Oh. And he live above it. Ah. Okay. I know of I know about car maintenance and such. So Have you seen I this recently? Of, what? The Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Yeah. Yeah, I just watched it last night. Okay. Did it not look like it was like a stadium and he was overlooking? No, it didn't. It, it was because of the neon. Oh. It was cool. I liked his apartment or whatever. I was a little, do we, they never, well, I guess they do kind of acknowledge, isn't it weird that he's like a grown ass man and Buffy's a, a high teen, schooler? Like a sophomore? Or no, she's a senior. She's a senior, but still. It doesn't matter. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm saying like, <laughs> she's in high school. <laughs> We've established he's not. <laughs> yeah. Or um, he dropped out. They could have established that, but they yeah. did not. Um, and... Yeah, so he is he in high school? Is he not in high school? We don't know. No, he's a, well. I yeah. Okay, okay. I'm Qu- getting question way mark. Off track. They all do go to a question. bar and they're all drinking. Well, I don't think they're drinking alcohol. I think because I think even the character says like, "Let's go to that coffee barn." <laughs> oh, I missed and that. But all... it looks like a bar and it looks like a high school no, student is serving them, and then they eat a hot dog, and then. I know that this is supposed to be a satire, or at least I think it's supposed to be a satire, but some of the things are just like, <laughs> yeah, there, there, there's, there's some point where you're like, is this satire or do you just like hate teenagers and hate like youth culture? And so you're making these out, like these absurd parodies of it that are so fucking weird. Yeah. It is honestly very weird. It, it feels like it takes place, like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, not on Earth. Like, everyone's 
performance is so um, unusual. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you felt this way, but it just feels like it's out of the ordinary. Like, mm-hmm. and I don't know if, I don't know. Like, no one in the movie seems like who they actually are, first of all. Like, the, even the people who are playing vampires don't feel like they're actually trying to play vampires. Like, it just all feels, it almost feels like sh- like slapstick minus letting it be slapstick. It feels like it was, like, the instruction for the actors was like, do slapstick, but we're going to cut any sound effects or any, like, um, like folly from the soundtrack or, or from the, like, it just feels so hard to place. And I think maybe that's why I keep saying like eighties, because I also think that like its depiction of mall culture is so specific to the eighties where I feel like it's yeah, like, well, this is yeah. 1992, but let's place it in the eighties. Mm-hmm. And then like, let's have the kids be adults basically. And then like, <laughs> let's have the vampires who are supposed to be like, uh, very old, antiquated, like Germanic, I guess, vampires. Let's have them be like from America. Like everything is so hard to place. It feels like it's a f- a fantasy Poorly film. <laughs> it feels I like it's a fi- fantasy film, but it's being presented as a black comedy, like. Yeah. And the comedy, that's the other thing, is the comedy is so, it's not even deadpan. It's like, I just, I don't even know how to describe it. It just, the whole, everything feels disingenuous. Like, everything about this movie feels disingenuous. Like, I, I, I'm, like I don't know I if just, that's, I don't know if that's like an unpopular opinion about this movie, but I, it was so no, hard for me to. No, it's not unpopular, honestly. It was so hard for me to be invested in this movie, like. Apparently, Josh Whedon doesn't even like it. I will say, by the way, I just, I don't know if you heard me gasp, but no. I just remembered why I didn't like Josh Whedon back in 2010, and it had nothing to do with any allegations of him being shitty. Although, I had gotten that memory mixed up with when him and his wife got divorced. She was like, this guy's a piece of shit. He did nothing but cheat on me and take advantage of his position of power as like a director and writer and like oh. take advantage of people and take advantage of me. And he says he's a feminist, but he's full of shit. That oh, happened I do like remember that. Yeah, that was like four, four or five years ago. Back in 2010, I didn't like him because he started writing for one of my favorite comic book series. Oh, for Dark which, Horse? Well, no, he was writing for... Um, I guess it was Image, um, whoever, no, Mar- well, Marvel, ultimately, it's one of Marvel's subsidies. Um, uh, he was writing for Runaways, and as soon as he took over writing for Runaways, which was just like my favorite ongoing superhero series in high school, it just was so shitty. It was awful. He just really, really just ran it into the ground, and that's why I hated him. Now I remember <laughs> so stupid i thought i was like high and mighty and i like i was just very woke but no it's just that he did a bad job writing my favorite comic book um and then later it turns out he was a piece of shit anyway so you see i see Um, that was really dumb harrison but there you go um i just was looking apparently joss whedon thought that they took his humor out of the movie so according if you asked him he would say well it's not it's not funny because they ruined my my movie and blah. and he would say it like that i assume hmm. um, probably because he had to hand it over to a woman 
yeah, he was probably like, ew, I hate this. Um, <laughs> I, so, um, I agree with everything you were saying, though. There's something, it's like, I feel like there's a, there's a, a type of movie that wants to be campy and it wants to be a cult classic off the bat, right? Mm. Which is, it's, you, it's sort of like saying something is a collectible or something is kitsch. You can't really decide something is that way. It just that becomes that way. It becomes that way, and it's disingenuous to try to do that from the onset. Um, you know, I think this is maybe an example of a film that wanted really badly to be campy and a cult classic, but in a combination of of the studio probably not quite understanding what that meant, but then still the leftover kind of like phoniness from the script. Mm-hmm. Because I think if you if you again and I going back to even the way he wrote my favorite comic book, there's something about the way Joss Whedon writes, particularly young characters, that is so fucking weird and so phony in a way that at first you think is clever. Like, you know, if you're a young kid and you watch this movie, you're like, yeah, Valley Girls are stupid, I guess, because, like, I'm taught that young teen women aren't supposed to have, you know... Uh, intrinsic value. <laughs> right. Um, you know, there's just something so about it. And I think this film has the combination of the production company probably not knowing what the fuck to do with it, and then the disingenuousness that was already going to be there inherently in the core of this film. And it combines into something really fucking weird. It reminds me in tone and, like, this is, like, both trying too hard and not enough at the exact same time. Did you ever see Repo the Genetic? Oh my god, I was gonna say that. That is exactly what I was jo- gonna say. Yes. When you said it remind like a movie that decides it's a cult, cult classic yeah. before it's even has yeah, a chance for an even- audience to see it, that is Repo the yes. Genetic Opera. Yes. And which results in a very unpleasant and odd, unenjoyable film. Yeah. Especially for Repo to the Genetic Opera. I mean, at least this film has like kind of something to it. I mean, uh Christy Swanson is pretty dope in it. Um Although don't Google her because you'll be upset because she's also every just everyone who worked on this film is a piece of shit. I don't know. Um. But also I don't. I just I didn't believe a second of her acting, and I don't think that it was. In I can't imagine that it was instructed to her to act like she didn't want to act. You know what I mean? Like I just didn't believe. Yeah. I didn't believe the delivery of her lines. Like, and even Luke Perry, who's like not I mean an amazing actor, R.I.P. by any means. Still is like... Oh, is Luke Perry dead? Is good. Yeah. Yeah, he died oh, of cancer. Oh, that's sad. Um, I don't know anything about him, honestly. He has a son who's a professional wrestler, and he's very good. He's very young. Oh, that's cool. Very You would young. know about that, because you're a wrestling nerd. Yes, I am. Um, yeah, God, he... Oh, no, well, he had, a, he had a stroke, and um, his family removed him from life support. Oh, he was 52. Sad. It was very sad. Um oh. So anyway, Luke Perry was really good in this, and Hilary Swank was really Hilary Swank might have been like the only like the highlight of this movie, honestly. Although what they do with her at the very end is weird with the credit sequence, where like someone throws her against a wall, and she like, in the end she's she's been hurt. She's got like a traumatic brain injury, and it's played for a laugh where she thinks she's Miss America at the end. Do you remember that? Mm, I ba- that I, whole thing I like at the barely very watched the ending the ending yeah um 
That was weird. It was also weird that it was Hillary Swank because I was like, if you watch this film and it's like, so Donner, Donald Sutherland, notwithstanding, um, you know, Paul Rubens didn't have much of a career following all of his scandals. Um, Hillary Swank is the only real, oh, Luke Perry again, also notwithstanding. The point is, of all these people, Hillary Swank rises from the ashes of being like a, a very one note joke of a character in the background of this film and becomes Hillary Swank. <laughs> yeah, for real. I mean, I think David I, David Arquette's had some success. No, I, he has. He yeah. has, yeah. I feel like after... I feel like Scream, obviously, like, catapulted him. I mean, that's that's what I know him for. I know him as Dewey from Scream. But he has... Really he had a... He has... He's got some... He's an Arquette, you know? I feel like mm-hmm. his family is kind of got its heels into a lot of different nuanced parts of Hollywood. Um, I believe you. <laughs> uh, whereas I feel, and you know, I think obviously Donald Sutherland, <laughs> I mean, amazing career, um, yeah. was born in 1935, is still acting. Um, I don't know anything about Christy Swanson, but apparently I don't care to. So anyway... Buffy is essentially being trained by this vampire hunter. I mean, do we this even really another... find out what no, yeah, Merrick he, the is? Idea, he's, the idea is that, like, there's this, like... Person that <laughs> trains this... the vampire hunters. Yes, and he... It's implied that he is much like a vampire immortal. Um, like, he's just been an old man for thousands of years. However the slayer which is always a woman and that's something i know for a fact is consistent through the television series because actually michael is a is a pretty big fan and so i like have background secondhand knowledge of the series um the idea is that like one as soon as one dies another one's born so there's always like sort of like um like a what's the word when you die and you come back what the hell reincarnation reincarnation so she's just being reincarnated over and over again and she never remembers what she was in her past life there's just like the dreams like they talk about in the movie um which i think is still the premise in the tv show because i think there's a character that's like like donald sutherland in the tv show um the difference i guess with the tv show and the movie with that fundamental kind of like um, chemistry between the people is that like Buffy's friends in the TV show are like generally like genuinely her friends and are people who like love and support her and they are all friends okay. like, as opposed it's to these not people like, yeah although I did feel bad for the the girls in this movie you know when it, it's just such a stark thing for Buffy at the beginning of this film who's like the leader of this pack of girls who are like way over the top way trying too hard to be campy um, Valley Girls, right? Vapid and such. Um, so that we're, we're made to see. You know, she gets this mystical dude coming out of nowhere saying you're important and special and you have a purpose. And then she turns around and later her friends are like, why do you suddenly care about these things that you won't even explain to us? And she's like, well, why do you care about the dance? Which is literally the only thing going on in their lives. Like, it's not their fault that no one has descended from you know, the, the centuries to tell them that they have a, a destined and magnificent purpose. So you just kind of feel bad for them. Like, God, Buffy, I don't know. 
maybe be encouraging to them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, my understanding is that in the TV show, it's much more like what I'm saying. I wish it was, mm-hmm. you know, where she has a support network of people. She doesn't just judge everyone else for not knowing about her secret mission to save the world from vampires. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and obviously it would have been helpful because did you see the one scene where the one girl, like, um, she's one of the, well, I guess they're all cheerleaders, but she's the one who's not Hillary Swank. And she like, when the vampires are crawling in through the window, she gets a stake from somewhere and just and like effortlessly them. stabs them and goes and goes oh. And I was like, well, clearly she should be recruited because look, she did that with no and then she not gets even breaking snatched a snatched outside, right? <laughs> I don't remember what happened to her. I had such a hard time getting through the end of this film. <laughs> I yeah. considered I considered not watching the end and just reading the plot on Wikipedia yeah. and pretending like I had watched it, but I did not do that, Harrison. For you, thank you. Another. Uh, redeeming actor was Stephen Root, who was from Office Space. He plays the principal. Oh, yeah. That was and funny. And he was in Seaburg. Yeah. He was. Oh, and Ben Affleck was in this, which is like the highlight of his career, I think, probably, because it was I'm the sorry, only thing ben, he was good in. Ben Affleck is in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, he plays, he's a basketball player. When the vampire what? basketball player steals the ball from him and he stops and he goes, just take it, man. Are you joking? No, that's Ben Affleck. <laughs> and Ricky Lake. Wait, is in and it. Seth Green? Wait a minute. This is and Alexis Arquette. Alexis Arquette, rest in peace. She was in it too. What the fuck? Because Seth Green is in the TV show Buffy the Vampire Slayer, so that's especially weird. I did not. I don't think I knew that. He plays the better of all of the um, supernatural things. At least I'm like 99.999% sure. So anyone who actually watches the Buffy TV show, feel free to correct me. But I'm pretty sure Seth Green plays a werewolf in that TV show. Which, again, is the better paranormal organism. <laughs> in my opinion, as will be reflected in our next month's selections, which will be back-to-back-to-back werewolf movies. Mary, a vampire in sight. Harrison, are you listening to me? Werewolves! <laughs> Never again will we be... Besieged by the scorn of vampires. Are you talking? What are you talking about? Now, <laughs> I'm not watching any more goddamn vampire movies, Harrison. Oh, but what about <laughs> what we do in the shadows? Was so good. No, werewolves only from then until I get sick of them, and then we'll move on to fucking Mothman, I guess. Oh, there's like there's one, at probably least one at least film. one movie. Yeah, I was gonna there, say. No, the Mothman prophecies. Oh God. Okay. What? Oh, I'm adding Mothman prophecies. No, let's review Buffy. What? <laughs> let's review okay. Buffy. I'm what just gonna, do okay, you I give am. this I, movie? The Mothman. Oh Prophets. God! Damn it. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, okay, the two, two out of six. Um, I, I, the, there's a lot of things that don't fit in this film. It doesn't come together very well, but there are, um, there's some enjoyable parts of it, right? I mean, not to mention the fashion, which is amazing. I texted you in the middle of it while I was watching, and I was like, "This outfit is the, it's just." Like, I would like to dress that way for the rest of my life. I should have dressed up for this podcast today with a flannel, a nice comfy flannel. Oh, yeah. Tucked, in, tucked into my, my, my long inseam jean shorts that hug the, hug the thighs. There's still and, time. And boots with socks folded down over your boots. Boots Shut with up. the fur. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I want to dress every single fucking goddamn day. The fashion in this film really was great. Honestly. Not, not a lie. Well, How do you spell prophecies? P R O P H E C I E S. That was close. 
and we're not watching that. Um, so my review is, <laughs> I'm going to give it a three out of six. Well, oh, that's even hard to give it a three out of six. Honestly, I really Ethan, just. You're allowed. You're allowed to do it. I don't know. I feel you're like. To... Harrison, follow your dreams in your heart and your butt. Um, Don't worry, I'm, I'm adding a note to the Mothman Prophecies in the notes that says Harrison really wants to watch Oh, God damn it. Um, <laughs> for everyone out there, we keep a running list of movies that we're going to review, and Kayla is adding the movie that we're not going to watch to it. So, um, <laughs> I think that uh, I'm giving it a three because it was entertaining to see some of these actors in their younger days. Um, I It is a... It is a Vampire, it is a vampire, it is part of the vampire mythos, <laughs> and so I'm glad I watched it, uh, Donald Sutherland was great, Paul Rubens was great, um, that's about all I can say, because I hated the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel, I feel, I feel fine giving this a 50%. Okay. No, I think that's great. I think, you know, the makeup was good, too. You know, it was. The makeup was. It was. Good. It was, and I cannot say enough about my new look. Tucking my flannel into my jean shorts, my long, tasteful jean shorts with my boots. I want Hillary Swank's earrings. Those were cool. Those, like, I hippie, hippie like... flower earrings from the 60s. Oh, yeah. Those were That's fun. not my style. My style is all buffy. I, I want to be able to pull off, like, the Luann platter from King of the Hill thing where you wear, like, a green oh, yeah. as a shirt. Yep, I feel yep. like she does that a couple times in this movie, and I would like to do that from yep, now yep, on. Yep, 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 yep. Yerp. This was a great 80s movie. <laughs> yeah, I would say maybe the best. Yeah. Definitely not from the 90s. <laughs> so there's that. And um, if you're listening, Joss Whedon, oh, I'll hold never on. forgive you're... you for ruining my favorite comic books. Oh, yes. You you broke up for a second, but you're back. Oh, did I? That's weird. I didn't do anything. This time I wasn't actually playing with anything like I normally am. We stand. We don't stand Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So maybe watch the show. Not sure. Haven't seen I it. I guess. I don't know. I should. We should have gotten Michael on here. He could have at least been like, good show's a great show. I find inherent value in it, which I'll explain right now. Well, I mean, it does have Seth Green and Michelle Trachtenberg and Sarah Michelle Gellar, so there's bound to be something to it. Yes. But we'll never know. And that's we all we don't. have to say about that. So I'm we so hope everyone has a great day. Mothman Prophecies. <laughs> Kayla's watching the Mothman Prophecies, and <laughs> we will see it on the flip side. On the flip side. Bye.